really focusing on strengths, minimizing risks, and then doing what you love. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to episode 181. Really excited about today's episode. It is one of my favorite topics relating to confidence. As I am a speaker on confidence, I know how important it is because it allows you to take risks, pursue your goals, and ultimately achieve success. So the power of confidence is incredible and confidence comes from shattering our own self-imposed ceilings. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, what the glass ceiling is for women, the cause of it, and the risk factors involved so that we impose these ceilings upon ourselves. My guest today is Nancy Parsons, CEO and founder of CDR Companies and Coaching. She is an award-winning thought leader and best-selling author of the book, Women Are Creating the Glass Ceiling and Have the Power to End It. If you feel the need to shatter glass ceiling and need a boost of confidence, head over to www.confidentandepic.com to grab my 30-second to double your confidence free gift. Enjoy this conversation. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So you wrote a book on women and glass ceilings. We hear about this phrase a lot. We have this glass ceiling. What exactly is a glass ceiling for women? A glass ceiling is the inability to rise above a certain level. They get stymied and stay like pigeonholed at certain levels and can't reach the very top levels or the C-suite or, you know, CEO, I would say C-suite, or even sometimes uh, key vice president levels. They somehow get stuck in the middle and they don't rise from there often. Many women, the vast majority of women, I, you know, I think if you look at it for since the Pregnancy Act was passed or went into effect in 1979, we still only have about what 7% of women are CEOs at Fortune 500s. That's pretty dismal when you think about women have earned more bachelor degrees and graduate degrees for more than 15, 20 years now. That math doesn't add up for me. <laughs> yeah. So the glass ceiling refers to the invisible barrier that women and minority groups face in the workplace. But I think it's also a mindset trap. It's not just for the C-suite or leaders in corporate world. I think it really relates to women all around the world, even in the business realm, because this is an invisible barrier, meaning it's not actually there, is it? It is and it isn't. It is a phenomenon, but we we have actually done research around what's causing it. And we were surprised. We actually fell on this result. We weren't looking for this, but we stumbled on the result. The name of my second book is called Women Are Creating the Glass Ceiling and Have the Power to End It. So to your point, yeah, it's something we are doing to ourselves without even realizing. And uh, now there's other variables as well that impact it too and that make it worse. But but largely what we found that we do assessments, personality, uh, strengths, risks, and motivation. Well, in our risk factor work, we were doing some analysis with performance and so forth. And we found a stark gender difference where 
we measure 11 different risks. And of those risks, men leaders were egotists, upstagers, and rule breakers. No surprise there, right? But the women in the study were worriers, meaning cautious and uh, they overanalyze, overthink things. And when they go into this fear of failure mode, they stop communicating. So they're not in the fray. They don't seem courageous in the tough moments. Risks show up under stress and adversity or when somebody's pushing your button. So who do you think is shining in those moments? You know, the men are propelled forward, even though they're not good risks either, because they can be obnoxious and pushy and sometimes not even honest. They oversell themselves. And the women, though, climb inside their heads and they want to be 100% right. So rather than speaking up, they, you know, they shut down. So that's the whole issue. If we can help women to take a different tact and realize that they're going into the worrying mode, well, then their their careers can sail. One other thing that we found though, just so you know, women executives who had made it and CEO entrepreneurial women didn't share the same risks as most of the women. The CEO women tended to have the same risks as men. They were egotists, upstagers, and rule breakers. And the corporate executive women that had made it had upstager. So they were able to still engage and push back and talk under stress and controversy or whatever's going on, right? Adversarial situations. But largely, most women are worriers. So they pull back. So the women in the middle that are stuck and the same, like you mentioned, minorities, same thing, whatever. And some of them may have some slightly different risks, but it's enough that they pull themselves out and then they're judged harshly too. So then you can, then you add in the judgments from others and then boom, you're stuck in the middle or at the bottom. You know, many women plateau before they've even had a chance to rise. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. But I think this may be largely unintentional for these women. They do not, they they do not intentionally go into this mode where they self-impose these glass ceilings. Yet this is often the result of their unconscious bias, instinctive reaction from where they were brought, whether it's underlying beliefs about their ethnicity, their gender, age, um, social class, religion, and so on. So why do these glass ceilings exist? Why do women truly impose these glass ceilings onto ourselves? Yeah. And, and what you had just said, though, it's really more, it's a little deeper than that, actually. It's how you're raised from the time you're infant on up. So it's your cultural upbringing. We develop risks and they are unconscious behaviors and reactions. They just naturally occur. By the time we're working adult age, we don't even think about it. They just happen. So it can be, obviously, there's going to have a lot of cultural bearing and your, your you know, home life, school life, all kinds of things, you know, contribute to how we develop our risk factors, but they're inherent traits. And we, again, we don't think about them. We certainly don't want to do them. We just naturally do them. So, but we, and, and here's the, here's the rub. Most women have no idea they're doing this on a routine basis. So the whole key is awareness. To your point, how do we get rid of the glass ceiling? Women need to become more self-aware. And then they need to take different tactics, realize I'm not going to allow myself to shut down and worry in these heated moments. I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to execute on it. And they need to practice in safety. So then when the time comes, you know, they'll execute because you can't just change it by thinking about it, right? Because you'll slip back into that behavior. So it is a matter of self-awareness and then really committing to taking a different tact and you can do it can manage your risks better. I love that. You really have to believe that it can be changed. 
So that Absolutely. belief needs to be there. And awareness is always key to any problem you want to solve. Right. You Absolutely. have to identify your unconscious biases and right. you have to identify what part of your thought process is creating that glass ceiling. Right, right. And again, it's it's more of a, like, if, if you will, it's more of just a natural reaction that you have, but being aware that that happens to you. And then I then we help people analyze, well, when's the last couple of times I did that? What was the trigger? What caused it? What happened? What was the impact? What was the consequence to me or to others? And then where the real money is, though, what can I do differently? Here's three different things or four different things that I can work on to do differently. But the key is, when you analyze when it's happened to you, then you know that, oh, when John acts up this way, I go into my shell. I'm not going to do that anymore because you really do have to understand those triggers to what pushed you there. Absolutely. And something you mentioned several times earlier is risk factors. Right, right. Let's talk just a little bit more about risk factors. What are risk factors and how are they preventing our success? Right. So risk factors are kind of, they sabotage us on an ongoing basis. You know how we have our natural gifts and strengths? You know, we might be an extrovert. We might be this. We might have other gifts. We're good at strategic or operational things. So there's our gifts and our strengths. Then the other side of it is we have ineffective coping strategies or personality-based risks, inherent risks that show up as vulnerabilities, risks, bad behaviors, ineffective behaviors, harmful behaviors. And we self-sabotage or self-sabotage the team, you know, performance, our customers, whatever, without even thinking about it. And some of them are, they're so interesting because there's 11 different ways. But I think the easiest thing to think about it, to wrap your head around the 11, there's actually three total coping strategies, right? We either under stress, go into aggression and fight. That's the upstager, you know, egotist rule breaker. They're fighters. So they're in your face. Or we avoid conflict. That's the worrier, the detached, and some others, right? And then we have the third coping strategy is seeking affection, where I'm going to try to please you and make, and I'm going to dig in and really work hard to make you happy. And none of them are productive. They, they hurt either the individual, as I say, or, the, or, or your performance or, you know, perceptions of you, or even it can really hurt the business. And that's why like we talk about women business owners and we do work with a lot of entrepreneurs and it's so important to know yourself so that you don't end up undermining your business or a good decision or alienate employees where they end up leaving because you're too perfectionistic or something like this. So, so it's so important to know. And here's the other thing. Most people don't know what they are. So they're running amok. They're just everywhere. And when we look at leadership effectiveness numbers across the board for decades, the numbers show that 50 to 75% of leaders are ineffective. Well, that's not by chance. That means the risks are, are just, you know, wide open happening and sabotaging our success. There's other factors too, but that's a key contributor. And that's where you get abusive behaviors, bullying, biased decisions, um, people not talking to each other. We measure what we call false advocate, which is like, passive aggressive behavior, you know, all kinds of things. So we help people to recognize it and understand when they fall into that trap so they can prevent themselves from going there. Everybody has them. There aren't any people that are risk-free. We all have risks. 
they're naturally occurring. We just need to understand what our risks are. Thank you for sharing. I think it's really about raising our concerns, raising our awareness level, and taking responsibility for our own development so that we are constantly in the mode to look for those glass ceilings and breaking them. And, you know, in the Asian community, we actually call it the bamboo ceiling. Oh, okay. Yes. But it is self-imposed. That's what we need to get out of this trap because we can change it, right? That's the good news. That's why we're here. That's why this topic is so dear to both of us because it can be changed. That's good news. Right, right. And exactly. So that's what's wonderful about it. Self-awareness, as you said, That's what I have spent the last 25 years doing is helping people become more self-aware so they don't get, so they first can really tap into their strengths. You'd be shocked at how many people don't know where their real strengths lie too. Underdeveloped talent is, is a big issue too, but really focusing on strengths, minimizing risks, and then doing what you love. Those three things, you know, really do work that you're passionate at. And if you really are a good fit by way of your strengths and gifts and you're happy, the risks don't show up so much because you don't have as much stress and negative pressure on you. So that's another way to manage. I, I tell people that's another way to manage your risks is be happy, right? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds corny, but it is true. You can't be like totally stressed out if you're just really excited and passionate about the work you're doing, right? Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I talk about. Yeah. And always remember that what you focus on grows right? So if you are focusing on that glass ceiling, it's going to become harder. That glass is going to get thicker. Absolutely. Like you cannot break it ever. You you know, honestly, I I just was coaching a, a captain of a ship this week, a woman. And, you know, one of the things that she does a lot of things to herself, uh, you would be shocked how much we self-sabotage or hurt ourselves by thinking about things that that we blow things up that aren't even real. And, you know, so so we have little tactics to help people not do that, but it's easy because you want to work so, you want to do so well, such a great job. So you overthink it. We got to stop overthinking it and reflect back on our past successes versus getting obsessed with, what if he doesn't like that? Or what if, you know, something goes wrong over there? I'm like, no, no, no. You've got this. Look at your experience. Look what you're doing. You got this. So uh, gaining that confidence to not get inside of our heads so much is, and women just tend to do that. That's, you know, if you want to call it nature, nurture, it's the way we're nurtured. You know, we're, we're concerned about everyone. We're, we're, you know, that sort of thing. That's how we're raised. So uh, we're naturally going to go inside our head and be reflective, sometimes too self-critical. Exactly. And this is exactly why I run the voluntarily a workshop called I Am Remarkable. And that's exactly what we do. We in this workshop just really bring out the best of us and skyrocket that confident. What is one tactic you do with your client? So, I mean, a short, real simple tactic. First is self-awareness. So once they know, oh, I'm the worrier, for example, uh, one thing I'll say, if you think it's 70% ready, make the call, you go. You don't wait till it's 170 percent. And I'll give you another quick one, it's just time yourself. As soon as you start thinking about something, set your, set your phone for like 15 minutes and you cannot go down that rabbit hole longer than 15 minutes. 
And at that point, you need to move to something else. And then there's ways. The other thing that I think that's really important is just uh, what I would call pivot uh, sentences or phrases. So when you freeze and you're you, you know, because, you know, you're thinking, is this perfect? Is this right? You need to have pivot phrases to jump in because you won't naturally jump in. So you need to have this little front of, front of a sentence to say, well, George, I really appreciate what you're saying there. However, you know, I've been looking at this. So saying, you know, I really appreciate that. Or I see the merit in what you're saying. You know, we've done some other, but you've got to then, so you praise that person without saying, you know, hey, I've got way better data than you. <laughs> Even though you might, you have the answer, but but you're never going to jump in and say that. But so you say, you know, I really appreciate the work you've done on this. Our, that's a different angle I haven't considered. One thing we've been doing, so it's that pivot phrase to get in. And women really love that. You know, you, it's like three or four words, right? And and then you're good to go. And then and then once you start talking, once they start talking, they're okay because they're great on their subjects, right? Technical experts. So uh, that's the little kind of things. What we try to work for is practical tips that you can use in the moment. You know, we're not going to send you off to do a bunch of theory and conceptual work. We're going to help you with in the moment. What do I do when I freeze? What's my go-to? And better yet, how do I prevent myself from freezing in the first place? Yeah, beautifully said. It's got to be super, super simple. Like for me in the beginning, that that was like Mel Robbins five seconds rule, right? Like five, four, three, two, one, and launch yourself like a rocket. Go for it. Use these small, simple things. Don't overthink it because we can spend hours, months, years overthinking. And I have a whole nother episode on overthinking, of course. So yep, we're here. Yeah. To well, really we'll have to it. have you take the assessment so you can see if you tend to have that worrying factor. Or <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, thank you, Nancy, yeah, for you. sharing your wisdom. Um, is there a favorite quote that you go by in life? Oh, gosh, of course, I'm going blank. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, mainly it is like the Harvard Business Review study. So I'm not I'm giving you paraphrasing, but most people think they're self-aware, but only 10 to 15 percent actually are is what they say in the research. So if you're not self-aware, it's too easy to make lots of mistakes. So become self-aware. That's my paraphrase quote from the Harvard Business (laughs) Review. Beautiful. Self-awareness is absolutely key. Thank you, Nancy. Where can we find you at? You can find me at, well, on LinkedIn, Nancy Parsons. Of course, I welcome you to uh, link with me. And also our company is cdrcompanies.com. That's C as in cat, D as in dog, R as in rat, cdrcompanies.com. Thank you. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 